The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. We're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, the MMA Gambling Podcast just launched their YouTube channel. To celebrate, we're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie for all the details. Welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast, all the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Tyler Jenkins. Join with our host, we got Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. Gentlemen, how the hell are we doing tonight? Doing good. You know, I got a hump, hump day show here. I, I like these shows we do before the games. We can just settle in, watch the games, do whatever, booze up. And so, yeah, I'm having a good time here. I'm a happy, happy hour drink. So, happy here in Philly. So, you guys know when you're waking up next to a girl and she just slides over and uh starts uh pulling down your pulling down your box briefs and starts doing stuff to them what's underneath them that's a good feeling right you know what's better when you wake up you read your mail and see that Josh McDaniels has been fired at the Las Vegas Raiders. Let's fucking go. First head coach fired. <laughs> oh, man, that was like a fucking sick wake of cash. I had a good amount on that. And you know what? It was in, a, it was in an account that was hurting. I was, I, was, I was like, fuck, do I have to reload this account before the college win totals come in? Man, I don't want to do that. But thankfully, Mark Davis comes through. He's not a cheap fuck after all. He decides to get rid of fucking stupid-ass Josh McDaniels, and uh, I'm on a high ever since. This has been a great day. I was kind of lethargic yesterday, as somebody in the chat pointed out, but today is a totally different story. I am on fucking top of the world. Let's fucking go. Uh, see you later. Hopefully the Raiders don't have a rebound and uh, clear the over 7.5 win total because that would, that would suck. But uh, for now, excellent spirits here. Let's go. I mean, the Raiders are absolutely garbage. Devontae Adams is just losing his mind out there. You can't have but to feel for the guy. It's it's turmoil in Vegas, baby. So I don't know. That's a bit of a shit show. But yeah, congrats, Julie. Happy for that one. I'm doing pretty good. You know, I've had a I've had a decent day. I got to go. There's this wicked butcher I really like going to. So I went to the butcher. I had to pick up some stuff for some cooking for tonight and all that. So it was a good day, you know. I like I like going grocery shopping. Do you guys like grocery shopping? I know some people don't like it. I love it. Yeah, just being yeah, around cool. all that food and all the potential of the, of the stuff you're gonna make and all that. Like people, like, oh, it's such a chore. Whatever, just buy the same thing again and again. Blah blah blah. I just think of all the potential and all this, like, there's the massive amount of food all around you, and you can just pick and choose whatever you want and uh, get prepared to make some fucking awesome meals. So, I'm totally with you. I love grocery shopping. Hell yeah! It's because you're an old piece of shit. What do you mean? <laughs> That's a that's a white person <laughs> comment. The old people are the ones who are complaining about grocery shopping. I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. Hey, I what, love it too. What are these losers who get uh, the delivery shit? Right, like, like, all, all the meal prep, the Hello yeah. Fresh. Oh my god! Every plate. That's bullshit. You guys don't will, do that. I will give you one quick. <laughs> no, do you do that? Uh, we did it when it was like when you it was do like it. Free he does good stuff. <laughs> that would be a right thing to do. It would be much like my was it good though. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, it gives you the ingredients and stuff. It was cheap, so yeah. All right. I guess their portions are good, right? So you don't have to buy like a whole head of something if you want it. They just measure out whatever you need. So portions are for that, portions, I suppose. The portions, but... the portions were small. Fuck that, bro. I eat. Like, I'm fat. I drink and I eat. I can't have that shit. They said, like, what did they say? Like, a fucking 500 gram thing of pasta is supposed to serve like five people. Dude, I'll crush that with like two two plates or something. I'll have one. My girl will have one. Have a little bit of leftovers. Like, we will destroy that shit, bro. So, I don't know. Hell yeah. Let's eat, boys. Let's cook, baby. Um, all right. Everybody go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Eric website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on on in the world of sports we got we got we got hockey we're gonna have a sick day tomorrow for a thursday slate obviously we'll be getting into that uh nfl is fired off again what's the thursday nighter tomorrow i haven't even looked uh titans stealing yeah yeah it's a, yeah Titan Steelers. Okay, that's that's all right. Will Levis was good, so maybe that's kind of a game. Uh, college football is coming up. That's absolutely fucking killer. Uh, NBA's doing its thing. MMA's doing its thing. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. You can find all that information at the SGPN website. Be sure to go check it out. Uh, while you're there, check out Ryan's fantasy hockey articles as well. He's absolutely banging them out weekly. They're fucking sweet. So be sure to give those a nice little read, some clicks. Uh, and of course, shout out to all our friends and pals in the Discord, man. You know, Discord's having a good time today. A couple of good conversations. It was it was going off with everything going on with Ottawa. You know, maybe we'll dive into that a little bit on this show. But it's uh, it's been a lot of fun in there, man. So if you're not in the Discord, you're not making money. If you want to get in there, you can reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. I will be sure to point you in the right direction or you can reach out to the hgp twitter account our social media assistant producer we'll be sure to point you in the right direction as well he's an absolute killer so he'll be sure to help uh or what else you can do is go to the i guess they don't have lcbos in bc so go to your local convenience store and buy yourself a bottle of jameson baby because when you buy that bottle of jameson who's going to be right there beside you getting one himself mr joel fucking meyer y'all you guys can sit there you can clink your little bottles of jameson and you can be like hey how the hell do you get in the Discord? Take a couple shots and they'll point you in the right direction, too. That's one thing the Irish do well is, is whiskey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Make sure you subscribe to the Hockey Gentleman Podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. If that's on Apple, leave us a five-star rating and review so I have something to read at the end of the show. Also, so subscribe on YouTube. Shout out to all the people in the chat there. Uh, so make sure you subscribe on YouTube and join our, our live show sometime. should be a good time. Hell yeah. Um, okay, so... Let me get this open here. Fucking computer's been shut. All right. We're going to jump into this here. We went through our lock dogs and totals last show, so we're going to hold off on that. Obviously, we'll get to our picks uh, later on in this show. But we had some stuff going down today. The hockey world was caught a little bit off guard here, including myself. So we're going to talk into this. There's been some news coming out of the Ottawa Senators camps, and we have deemed this. the We're going to talk to Ottawa Senators. We have deemed it the kerfuffle in Canada. Obviously, because the Sens don't play in Ottawa, they play in Canada, and all the shit going down, we're calling it the kerfuffle in Canada. So let's jump into it. Uh, news broke today from the NHL that the Ottawa Senators are forced to forfeit their first round pick in either 2024, 2025, or 2026. Uh, they decide 24 hours after the draft lottery each of the next two years which pick they will be forfeiting. Uh, but it's for their role uh, in invalidating uh, the Genny Dadnov trade. It was supposed to go down a few years ago. It was uh, Vegas Golden Knights were supposed to trade Evgeny Dadnov to the Anaheim Ducks. Well, what happened was when Ottawa traded Dadnov to Vegas, Ottawa did not tell Vegas about the 10-team no-trade list that Dadnov had in his contract. So basically, when Vegas tried to trade uh, Dadnov to Anaheim in March of 2022, uh, the Ducks were on his no-trade list. They called in the trade. Everything was good at the league office. They called Dadnov and his agent, and he was like, what the fuck? You're not trading me to goddamn shitty old Anaheim. They're on my no-move list. 
So that was a whole shit show. Is something we covered it on the show when it went down a couple. I guess it was like last year or something. We talked about how much of a joke it is, and once news came out, what happened, it was Ottawa's fault. But to be honest with you, I completely forgot about it. So the repercussions just kind of fell down. Now, um, the sense immediately upon hearing this, ownership parted ways with GM Pierre Dorian. Uh, he's Pierre Dorian has been there forever. I think he's been there for like eight years or some shit like that. Uh, new owner Matt Ann Lauer was quoted saying the organization not providing the 10 team no trade list was downright negligent, uh, embarrassing to the league, and it pissed off two other NHL clubs. You could reason that those clubs were probably Vegas and Anaheim. Uh, Ann Lauer also confirmed that the NHL did not advise him of this, neither the potential Dadnov repercussions nor the Shane Pinto investigations. While he was negotiating the purchase of the team this offseason, uh, he also stated maybe they didn't want to disrupt negotiations, making sure the seller got the best price possible, considering he paid $900 million for this goddamn franchise. You think they would have told him, by the way, you're under investigation, probably going to lose your first round pick, and one of your star young players is about to be suspended for 41 games for a fucking gambling charge. But uh, I guess Gary Batman decided. Nah, you don't need to know that. Just give me your fucking money. We don't care. Uh, however, in the interim, the Sens did hire interim uh, GM Steve Stale. So obviously, he was a longtime defenseman with the Edmonton Oilers organization. Uh, he's been kind of moving and shaking along the uh, the management screens around the league for the past couple of years. So good hire, good replacement. Steve Stales is an absolute dog. But uh, a lot to kind of break down there, boys. I don't know if we have any thoughts whatsoever. It's it's a fucking tire fire over there in Ottawa. Uh, yeah, I guess my main thought on this is wh- why are why is the new GM and the new regime penalized for what the old regime did? Like, I understand it's the organization and whatnot, but like, they shouldn't be stripped the first round pick. We saw the same thing with the Coyotes when they were the the think draft combine. They tested someone early or something. They lost a first and a second round pick. Now they're losing a first round pick. You know, sure, it, it is something negligent. They didn't tell the other team about, about the no trade clause, but. Is that, is that worth a first-round pick? Like, are we just throwing first-round picks around, just stripping them from these things? And also, there was a quote here I saw from um, the Michael and Lohr about the Pinto thing regarding how, how the hypocritical that is. He said, you look at a young man who's making millions of dollars and representing the community, but he's 21 years old. Wayne Gretzky goes on MGM and talks about betting. Think about being injured, having time on your hands, and a cell phone. So, like, it's it's the hypocrisy of the NHL. Nothing is... Nothing is consistent, even though we just talked about consistency with the department player safety last night. But I, I just don't understand the. I guess you have to do something, but stripping the organization of it just hurts whoever's coming in to clean up the mess. It doesn't penalize whoever made the mess. Well, you're, if you're looking for my opinion, you've come to the wrong place. I'm just an asshole <laughs> with a mic. I'm not going to give a qualified opinion on any of this because I, I know fuck all about anything about this kind of thing. So uh yeah whatever you guys said sounds good to me um maybe uh <laughs> there's a lot of punishments to meet it out in ottawa but it's it's not the the ottawa senators organization and, uh well, we're not going to get too political but um no it, it does seem like a, an extreme punishment for something that the old regime did but uh, like i said i i know nothing about this stuff so i just i i hate when people just talk out their ass like they know everything and i'm not going to do that so i'm just going to I'm ignorant about it, and I will not say anything about it. So that that's that's my position. I'm holding to it. Just let's go Sens this season because uh, it, it sucks though because they they do lose out on their um you know ability if they, if they are a good team that they lose out on that first round pick. So they're not gonna be able to make as many trades as they would like, and they, they could potentially miss out on like a superstar. Like when when the guy bought the organization, you know you, you have to 
you know, look at their their draft capital. That's one of the, the most important things in terms of the value of an organization. And you see how they have all their first round picks, but now they lost out of that. He would have got a big discount on on the on the purchase of this organization if uh, he knew about this. But unfortunately, he didn't. But that, that sucks for him. But I'm sure he will rebound being a, a billionaire and all. How does it, how does this affect them potentially trying to trade a first round pick? I guess they still can, and then they 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 just wouldn't be giving that one up. But like if they don't give up this this year's, and then they I trade think you have one, to decide which year in the next day, right? Did I read that right? No, no, it's no, it's twenty four hours after the draft each of the next two years. So after the lottery, after the lottery, after the, lottery the draft lottery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. I mean, they they should just do it this year, this coming year because they have the Red Wings first round pick. But like, I think this should be a good draft year again. So I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's if they make, if they make the playoffs, they'll probably just give it up this year because it won't be good. But it, it sucks for whoever this new guy coming in is. You know, well, Jolie said, you know, he doesn't like to uh, just you know talk out of his ass here, pretends he knows stuff. Well, I do like to do that, and I am going to do that, as you guys are all aware. Uh, the reason why it's a first round pick, dude. Yes, it's a lot to give up here, but it's because the NHL is egg on their face after this. You know, like fucking uh, imagine having a player traded, you know, t- close towards the trade deadline, and every it's a big deal and all this stuff going on. And uh, guess what? The trade can't go through because one of your organizations didn't follow a basic procedure. They follow stuff along. It makes the NHL look bad. So this isn't so much to tarnish ottawa and to punish ottawa i think it's more so as a shot around the league saying hey to everybody make sure you get your shit together you know and i don't necessarily agree with that you all know how i feel about gary bettman and obviously it's kind of you know hilarious that this shit happens the day that he's actually on the pat mcafee show and the nhl just looks even more fucking stupid so i I don't know the whole thing it's it's just a bad look around the league that's why they're you know they're they're fucking over the new regime as opposed to the old regime what are you supposed to do though like christ malnuck's dead Dorian's gone. Like, what are you supposed to? Like, who are you gonna punish? You know, like. So maybe I don't find, know. I would say maybe find the GM that 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 made the trade. Like, Dorian should be the one at fault for that. It shouldn't be, you know, Steve yeah. Stiles, their interim interim GM that pays a first round pick for it. That's fair. Like, there there's ways to go about it, right? Of course, you're right, hundred percent. But I think let's face it. You know, the the draft pick is probably more valuable than a little bit of cash from the GM, right? So yeah, but hey, it's, GM, it's like I said, the GM's not there. I, well, the GM was there, and then he got fired, you know? So there's that side of it, too, right? It was that Dorian was the one that made the deal. Dorian got fired after this came out. So it's a little bit of a – it's a kerfuffle, bro. It's a kerfuffle it's, in Canada. It is. It's a- a- accurately named there, yes. Exactly. The whole thing's a little bit iffy. But, um, so yeah, I feel like that's probably why things kind of happened the way they did happen. But you know what? Just get past it. Go win some hockey games. This is about this all this off-ice shit. Let's face it. It doesn't really matter that much. Yes, like you said, Joel, it's a good point. It does kind of inhibit them as far as trades, potential trades towards the deadline and stuff for a potentially contending team, which stinks. But it is what it is, man. At this point, it's in the past. You just got to move forward. You know, my, my great-grandma used to always say, this too shall pass, and this is going to fucking pass, yo. So let's just start looking forward here for the Sens. You still suck, and you're still not going to make playoffs, but hell yeah. Um, all right, uh, we're brought to you by Prize Picks. Uh, Prize Picks is the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money this football season. And now I can play into our basketball season too. You just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projected stats, and place your entry. Uh, with the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from the different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three-pointers made plus receptions. Um, 
Um, Prospects even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Um, go to prizepicks.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash SGPN, code SGPN. Price Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. And the MMA Gambling Podcast just launched a YouTube channel. In honor, we're giving away an MMA Gambling Podcast hoodie to one lucky winner. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash MMA hoodie to submit your entry today. And make sure to subscribe to the MMA Gambling Podcast on YouTube. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Okay. You, hung, you hung it off a little bit. I thought it was going to be more I did. I, YouTube. I, I did. Hell yes. I did, yes. <laughs> All right, uh, boys, we got a 12-game slate set for Thursday, November 2nd. Are you ready to rock and roll here or what? Oh, yeah. Right on, yo. Getting things started. First game on the docket at the uh, 7 p.m. time slot. We got the Tampa Bay Lightning against the, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Tampa Bay on the money line sitting at minus 162. Columbus on the money line at plus 136. Uh, the over-under sitting at 6.5. Overpay now plus, minus 122. The under plus 102. Mr. Gilbert, why don't you start us off here, buddy? What do we got going on in this game? someone has to explain this line to me like i know the lightning aren't aren't playing well i know they don't have vasilevsky but johansson has been doing a, a decent job in that especially going up against a team like columbus columbus you know line a is still out johnny Gaudreau's a fraud right now columbus has lost four straight uh including to you know dallas the islanders lost to montreal lost to anaheim losing to some bad teams in tampa bay you know they're beating bad teams they beat san jose six nothing that overtime loss against Seattle, tough one there. But, you know, they've now won three of their past five games. Other two games were overtime losses to playoff teams. So I think minus 162 is really low there. I also like the uh, puck line there at plus 150. I think Tampa, you know, has enough offense. Their past few wins, 6 nothing, 3 nothing. Had a 5-3 win earlier this season against Nashville. And Columbus's last two games have both been uh, two-goal losses. So I feel like there's some value there on the puck line. But minus 162 is, is a great price, I think, here for the Lightning. Well, the reason why this, this line is seems a little um, a little long there for the Lightning is because they've been uh, a very bad team thus far. They've been uh, winning games by the skin of their teeth. You know, one goal games, overtime wins, and they, they can't beat bad teams. Then they're barely in it against good teams. And They've been held up by Jonas Johansson, who is not going to sustain this kind of uh, production so far. That's why the line is what it is. But that said, the Blue Jackets are just a much worse team. I mean, my line is still only minus 177 for the Lightning, so there still is uh, value on the bolts here, I think. Uh, the Lightning are, are a bad team, I think, in front of Johansson so far. I mean, their defense is just pitiful. Um, they're they're carried by the power play, which is why this, this line is what it is. People don't like to bet on teams that are sustained by, um, you know, unsustainable goaltending and, and unsustainable power play. But in the case of the lighting, I think you could say, argue that it is sustainable. Uh, you just got to get the penalties and whatnot. It's just, I can't back the defense. Uh, but yeah, I'd make bet the side. Absolutely. I would, I would take the lightning here. Well, line is one minus one seventy seven. So yeah, I think that the lightning are the bet, but more, the stronger bet, I think, is on the over, uh, given the fact that uh, the defense is so bad and the the, the goaltending is not going to continue as it is. And uh, the Lightning still do have a very good offense with that power play and whatnot. And the Blue Jackets just, uh, 
their, their offense hasn't been clicking, but their defense is, is, is terrible. Goaltending has been bad. Not as bad as last year, but what's still pretty bad. So I think the over six and a half here would, would be the bet in this one. And definitely, uh, yeah, the, the, the lightning of minus one sixty two I think is a, is a good bet as well. It's just, um, like this, this line opened up at like over over two dollars for the Lightning, so that's why there's been some buyback on the Blue Jackets. But at this number, yeah, definitely lean bolts uh, and stronger play on the over six and a half. Um, all right, for myself here, yeah, I'm with you guys. Uh, you know, it makes you wonder a little bit about Tampa. It's like, hey, they've been struggling. Obviously, no Vasilevsky, and you know, even some of the defensive woes have kind of uh, led to some questions to start the season out there in Tampa Bay. But then you hit the nail on the fucking head right there, Joel. Like, this Columbus team just sucks. <laughs> hey, there's no way around it. Currently on a four-game losing streak. They're just getting crushed, it seems like, most nights that they're going out there as of late. Um, goaltending a little bit to be desired. Elvis Merzlikens, I mean, he doesn't really have a team in front of him, so that hurts, but he's not really a barn burner either. So, yeah, you know, minus 162, it's it's a bit of juice there, but you know, I'd, I'd be looking more for like a Tampa Bay in regulation or something, whatever that's paying off, maybe sitting at like minus 110 or plus 100 or something like that, even money. Um, also, uh, I gotta go with Joel on the over here, man. Like, uh, let's face it, Jonas Johansson, he's playing fine. His numbers are okay, but still, are we getting on that bandwagon? We talked about this on the show. No, we're not. And then with the way the Columbus lets in goals and the firepower that Tampa Bay does have up front, man, uh, yeah, the over six and a half minus 122 is pretty enticing as well. All right, moving on to 7 p.m. time slot again here. We got the Florida Panthers against the Detroit Red Wings. Game itself is in Detroit and Motor City here. Florida on the money line sitting at minus 115. Detroit on the money line at minus 105. The over-under is at 6.5. Overpaying off minus 125. The under plus 105. This is two teams that... I don't know, man. Like I, I can't get behind the Panthers this year. I said it all off season long. I think that they're gonna they're gonna fall off. That they just caught lightning in a bottle last year, and we're starting to see that a little bit from the likes of Sergei Bobrovsky. He's not necessarily the goalie that we saw in the playoffs last year. He's not the goalie we saw win a Vesna a couple of years ago. He's just regular season mid to mush Sergei Bobrovsky, man. But then on the other shoe. Can I get behind my boy James Reimer, who I'm pretty sure is expected to start this game? I don't know if I can, too, because I fucking hate him. But you know what? His numbers are kick-ass this year. He's got a 1.68 goals against average, a .939 save percentage. He's 2-1-0 on the year. Uh, Detroit's 3-1-1 at home here. They're 2-1 on division games. Give me the Red Wings, baby. Let's go at minus 105. I think they can beat up on the Panthers here. Uh, Dylan Larkin's been an absolute stud this year. Let's keep an eye out for him, obviously, to bring Cat as well. Uh, then uh, over under here, I'm going to lean towards the under on this game, man, at uh, six and a half plus 105. Florida kind of scores a lot of goals, you know, capitalizing on mistakes. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what the numbers say here, but we haven't really seen a crazy amount of mistakes from this Detroit team so far. So, yeah, give me the under six and a half and give me the Red Wings minus 105. Yeah, this, this is pretty close to a pass game betting wise for me. Like, uh, like the Panthers, you think are the better team, but they're awful on the road, one, two, and one. The Red Wings are playing above their head, but they're playing above their head for a reason. Like, things are clicking for them. Um, so I would lean to the Red Wings there as well, minus one hundred five. If they get to, if they get the plus odds and become like, you know, plus plus one hundred five, plus one ten, maybe there, I'd pull the trigger. But I do agree with you there on the under. I think the under six and a half at plus one hundred five is a pretty good play there. Flores has been playing a lot of low-scoring games recently, haven't scored more than three goals in any of their past five games. Detroit scored you know, a lot of goals early in this season, but um, kind of been, been a little bit less uh, recently. So I think if I were about this game, it would be the under 6.5 at plus 105, but not really a strong play on the side. 
Well, I, I kind of like uh, some bets in this game. The the Red Wings have been, uh, you know, we kind of called it. Like, they won the last game against the Islanders, but the Islanders kind of let that one slip away. It was uncharacteristic of them. You know, they had a 2 nothing lead, and then Sorokin couldn't make the saves, or was it, well, I didn't watch the game. It might have been Verlamov, but either way, the Islanders could not shut them down at the end, but I think that that was just a, a blip, an anomaly. Uh, again, the, the Red Wings have benefited from a lot of these anomalies so far. I don't believe that they are a legit team so far. And yeah, the Panthers, meanwhile, they, they have the uh, just the better talent all around. They have more consistency, more chemistry in their lineup and being together for a couple of years. And uh, yeah, I know that they haven't been traditionally a great road team, but uh, yeah, the Red Wings coming off of a short road trip, coming off of a kind of lucky win against the Islanders, got to back the Panthers here. I think it's a much better team. My line is minus 125 for the Panthers, so still some value on the side there. And more importantly, though, I think that the over is the bet uh, with the Red Wings still able to score. I don't think that Huso is a consistent goalie. Like He had a terrible year last year, great second year in St. Louis, but uh, so far he's been okay. Uh, but I don't think that the defense is going to be able to protect him a lot. So give me the Panthers and the over in this one. All right, you're moving on to the 7 p.m. time slot again. Pretty interesting matchup in the Metropolitan here. We have the Carolina Hurricanes against the New York Rangers. Game itself is in Madison Square Garden in New York. Uh, Carolina, Carolina, Carolina on the money line sitting at plus 100. New York on the money line at minus 120. The over-under is at 5.5 in this game. Uh, Overpaying off minus 120. The under plus 100 here. Boys, don't look now, but the Rangers have started off hot to start the season. They're 7-2-0. and uh, They were just on a big road trip. I forget how many games they played, but they're currently on a five-game winning streak. Uh, they're 6-1-0 on the road, so it makes you wonder, can they do this at home? Well, why the hell not, man? This team is absolutely awesome. Uh, they're only 1-1 one one at home. They've only played two games. And then Carolina, man, there's been a little bit to be desired here. They are off to a little bit of a, a little bit of a rough start here. They're starting to come along a little bit, though. The Canes are currently on a three-game winning streak. Um, so hopefully that poor play is over and done with. Um, Freddie Anderson is 4-0-0. His numbers don't necessarily look great with the save percentage under 900 and goals against average over three. But I'm leaning towards the Rangers here, man. I really do like him at minus 120. I've been high on this team for three fucking years, and hopefully eventually one of these years they're going to go on a run for me. Uh, and uh, this is a division game, bro. What do I always say? Division games matter. So you want to establish yourself uh, on a good notch. You know, you want to get off on the good foot when it comes to division games, especially early in the season here. So I got a feeling the Rangers are going to come out absolutely buzzing. Give me them a minus 120. As far as over under goes, I hate that it's at five and a half. Um, if I had to pick, I would kind of lean towards the under, although the Canes are starting to score a little bit, a couple more goals. And New York is uh, is pretty sweet. So I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't really lean either way too heavy into this at five and a half. I, I will lean heavy here into the under five and a half at plus 100. Both of these teams have been playing, you know, good, good, low scoring hockey. I think Carolina, you know, has gotten back to their, you know, after their horrible start against the Flyers, who played well for, for most of the game there. It was a 3-2 game, 3 nothing to San Jose before that, 3-2 in Seattle against Seattle before that. So uh, four straight unders for Carolina. The Rangers have also been playing a lot of under games recently. And you got your Starkin versus Anderson. Anderson's numbers don't look good, but I thought he was impressive against the Flyers on Tuesday night. So I think there should be a good, you know, divisional battle here. I think uh, I do lean to the Hurricanes as a side, uh, plus 100. Think they are the better team, but I, I am just a little bit worrisome about them on the road right now. And the Rangers coming back home feeling good after that road trip, so they could keep that up. But my, my bet here would be on the under five and a half plus 100. Uh, last season, two one, three two, 
two other two high scoring games, but two low scoring games wouldn't matter. So I think that's gonna you know try to set the tone here with a with a under five and a half at plus one hundred. So there are a lot of situations where the the spot, the situation of a team is factored into the line. One thing that I don't think is factored in enough is when a team comes off of a long road trip, as is the case here when the Rangers went on their West Coast thing and they, they won a bunch of fluky games, whatever, coming back home now. After that long road trip, West East, just a two-day break after the game against the Jets, not a good spot at all. Meanwhile, the Hurricanes have been cruising in, in the East Coast time zone. And they're coming into this game. They're ready to go. Uh, Hurricanes are playing better. So yeah, it just factoring in that that bad situation for the Rangers. Uh, I, I love the Hurricanes in the spot. Uh, we we saw how the Bruins played bad against the Ducks. They lost the game. They they still should have won, but they <laughs> they're the Bruins and they're the Ducks. So of course they should have won. Uh, we just saw the Leafs' pitiful performance against the Kings after their long road trip. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just going to keep back in the, this spot. It's, it's not factored into the line. So give me the give me the Hurricanes here at even money. I, I love this bet. Um, no, no play on the on the side or the total rather. It's it's just uh, all over the Hurricanes here. I think that they're they're getting it together. Rangers, I think that they're fraudulent. They they were lucky to win against the Canucks, lucky to win against the Jets, and uh, yeah, for for now it's it's all Hurricanes for me. All right, here moving down to the 7 p.m. time slot again. We got the New York Islanders against the Washington Capitals. Game itself is in Washington. Uh, New York on the money line sitting at minus 125. Washington on the money line at plus 105. The over-under is at 5.5. Overpaid off minus 115. The under minus 105. Mr. Jolie, why don't you take this one away, bud? Oh, what can we talk about? Highlanders caps. All right, let's go. Uh, Highlanders all the way here. I mean, the Capitals have been uh, another bit of a fraudulent team. They're on a three-game winning streak, but they've winning some bad games like uh, against the Sharks, whatever. Okay, any, any team can beat the Sharks these days. I mean, well, the Islanders, like I mentioned, against the Red Wings, they were unlucky to lose that one. Um, they should have shut it down, whatever. But I think that the Capitals have – they don't have the same kind of goal-scoring talent that the Red Wings do, and they just lost Backstrom, who's been uh, dealing with another injury issue. So hopefully he gets better. But mm. for now, the, the, the Capitals' offense is, is not doing well. I mean, Ovechkin's kind of carrying them right now. He, he's finally uh, clicked into form. Um but yeah, it, it's it's honors here. They've been having a strong start to the season. Coming off the, that that bad loss against the Red Wings, they're just a much better team uh, than the than the Capitals are. I mean, my line is minus one forty four, so significant advantage for the Isles against the Capitals. Who uh, you know, I just saw that they're they're still favored over the Flyers for the Metro, which does not make any sense at all to me. But that's another story. <laughs> um, well, I, I love the Isles here, but then give me the under as well. It's an Isles game. Capitals, I don't believe in their offense. And yeah, two good goalies. As long as Sorokin starts, I think that the uh, the under is a decent bet as well, but much stronger on the side here. Give me the give me the fucking Isles. Yeah, I completely agree with all of that. The Caps are absolutely fraudulent. I don't know how, how they've won four games. They had to come back against San Jose late, I think, to win 3-1. I think there was an empty netter involved there there was um you know shootout win over minnesota shootout wins shouldn't count there are one other wins <laughs> is, a, is a shootout win um with that kuznetsov fake fake move that shouldn't shouldn't be allowed either they did beat the devils on the road you know, back to back so that that's kind of that's kind of impressive there but yeah this is going to be an islanders hockey game uh whether it's Sorokin or, or varley here i love the isles here and i love the under under it's five and a half we, we see a few of these here on the board but the isles aren't going to score more than three or four at the most and i can't see the capitals scoring more than two so i uh, agree, agree completely with the islanders minus 125 and the under five and a half at minus 105 
for starters, I absolutely love that because that's off shootout moves. So I don't know. You're crazy. Um, but I got to back you. I'm crazy too. I love the Islanders in this game at minus 125. How can you not? Um, Washington, yes, they're on a three-game winning streak. Uh, but they suck. Like we talked about this before. Like, you know, like The team's old as shit. They got nothing really to play for. There's no reason for them to kind of be in games yes it's nice to have Ovechkin kind of clicking a little bit he struggled to start the year we're seeing you know Ovi kind of get back in the form which was to be expected but that's about all we're seeing out of this team man so uh, I absolutely love the Islanders in the spot at minus 125 as far as over under goes here even if Varlamov does play over uh Sorokin like Varley's had some good numbers this year man 1.51 goals against average 0.961 save percentage those are unreal he's only played two games but I mean what can you do can only count the games you can count so either way i'm kind of leaning under in this game man these are two teams that have had trouble scoring to start the season as well um the islanders are 25th in league for goals for per game and the caps are 28th so even at five and a half i think there's definitely still some value there so give me the under and then give me the islanders let's go one more thing on the caps here if you're someone that doesn't mind having your money tied up you like, like investing in futures you can get caps to miss the playoffs minus 400 minus 390 i, I there there's no way to make the playoffs so that's just should be should be a pretty safe bet fair enough um all right moving to the 7 p.m time slot again here we got the los angeles kings against the ottawa senators game itself is in canada it's a kerfuffle. We got a crazy game going on. Uh, the Kings here on the money line are sitting at minus 115. The Sens are minus 105. The over-under is sitting at 7. Overpaying off plus 110. The under at minus 130. Oy you know what, man? The Ottawa Senators, ever since we've been doing this show, they've been okay bouncing back from adversity. You know, we had the ever famous dead owner game, which we bet the we bet the Sens, and they came up with a big win of us from that. There's been a couple other big things that have gone down that I can't remember, but the Ottawa Senators bounce back, and they're at home here in Canada. Give me the Sens, let's go! I fucking hate this team so much, but you know what? They gotta they gotta find a way just to push everything to the side here. Forget about all the bullshit that's going on off the ice. Forget about all the nonsense that's out of their control, and just go out there and play hockey. And I think that this is what this team needs. This is what the franchise needs. This is what the fan base needs to just go out there and just beat the wheels off the Kings here. So give me uh, the Kings are probably gonna be feeling hot, pretty hot coming in this game too after just trimming up. Uh, trimming up on Toronto. So yeah, give me give me the Sens minus 105 as far as over under goes here, man. I don't love it at 7, but I'm kind of feeling the over in this one, dude. Let's see some goals. Let's open it up a bit. Let's have a good exciting game from both sides. Uh neither goaltender is absolute barn burners here and truth be told, both teams are averaging over 4 goals scored per game or goals scored per game. So give me the over 7 and give me the Sens on a bounce back game. Let's go. I, I got to go the other way here. I like the Kings at minus 115. The, the Kings are legit. I, I watched a decent part of that game against Toronto. They won, beat them 4-1 there. Kings are, what, open season now? 5-2-2. Two, two. Uh, open the season with two losses against Colorado and Carolina. Nothing to nothing to cry about there. Lost to Boston, you know, and then lost to uh, Vegas in the second half of back-to-back where they had a lead and the Golden Knights pulled off their, you know, second, third period comeback magic that they do. Meanwhile, you know, Ottawa, you know, are definitely a bounce back spot. They got to prove that they're, you know, go out on the ice and then, you know, just play hard. But they they lost three in a row before an undeserved win in Pittsburgh where they got outshot but still won 5-2. So I think the Kings here have to be the play. Minus 115. They're the fifth best team in terms of expected goals for percentage. Senators are down there at 23rd. So I know it's on the road, but I Cam Talbot's looking darn good too. So Kings are 4-0 on the road. I think they're going to keep that up here at minus 115. Then I would probably also lean to 
I don't know. I, I can't take an over seven here. I'm, I'm gonna gonna pass on the total. I wish I could pass in this whole game, um, but I definitely uh, side with Ryan in terms of the side. It's uh, yeah, the Kings have been very good so far. They, they've uh, integrated the new guys well and have not shown the deficiencies I expected in their defense, losing a couple guys there. And the goaltending has been solid enough. I mean, they're still letting a bunch of goals in, but they're, they're compensating for that with uh, some scoring upside, which speaks to Tom McClellan, what he's, what he's doing there, bringing him more like uh, how he's coached teams in the past. But it's it's minus 115. I mean, my number is exactly minus 115, so I'm definitely leaning to the Kings here. Probably not going to bet this game at all. Lean to the under, I guess. Uh, Corpus you know, a little bit of a mini revenge game against the Kings, assuming he starts. Um, but no, this game is not calling me. There's, there's too much chaos and confusion in Ottawa right now. I want to see what goes on. I want to see how the how the waters settle. See what happens after all the uh, the, the the shit breaks even, and, and we'll, we'll we'll judge Ottawa after that. Maybe they just fall apart with, with all this nonsense going around. Maybe it just exists outside the locker room. Who knows? Hopefully that's the case for my sake. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's this game is definitely a, a sit and watch one. All right, moving down to the 7.30 p.m. time slot here. We got a burner. We got the Toronto Maple Leafs against the Boston Bruins game. itself was in Boston at the Gardens. Uh, Leafs on the money line, sitting at plus 105. Boston on the money line at minus 125. The over-under is at six. Both over-under paying off minus 110 here. This absolutely is a dagger through my heart, but there is no way you cannot bet the Boston Bruins to win this game here. They are 4-0-1 at home. This team on the year so far is 8-0-1. The Bruins are fucking sick. No Charlie McAvoy. So let's keep that in mind. That's kind of enticing too. But with that being said, the Leafs are expected to start uh, goaltender Ilya Samsonov, who you know has had a little bit. He had a shaky offseason with arbitration hearing that he had. Then he had a pretty piss poor, you know, preseason, and he hasn't really necessarily looked all that great in the regular season. I don't think it's as bad as some people are making it out to be. But uh, let's remember who we're going up against here. We're going up against the big bad burly Bruins, and you know what do the Bruins do when they're in Boston? They just beat the shit out of you and win hockey games. So yeah, I kind of got to lean towards the Bruins here at minus one twenty-five. Uh, I still think this is going to be a close game, though. I think we're going to have a battle here, man. This is a bit of a, a bit of a litmus test uh, for the Leafs kind of see okay are we really the real deal or not we should be uh this far into the career of players such as matthews uh marner and obviously willie being an absolute killer uh and then as far as over under goes in this one men i don't love it either way but i gun to my head i'd kind of lean in towards the over here bro like i know six is a lot and we haven't seen swayman give up a lot of goals he, the guy's been an absolute killer in this one but this is going to be a tight game why can't we see like a you know a fucking I don't know, like a 4-3 game or something like that, or a 3-3 going into overtime or something. So, yeah, give me the over six. I don't love it, but mainly give me the Bruins minus 125. Yeah, I was hoping there would be some sort of passionate speech there from Talon to talk me out of my, of my Bruins bet, but Bruins minus 125 has to be the side here. I, I know McAvoy, looking at their defense without McAvoy, it's not good. Uh, Lindholm, Shattenkirk, top pair. Mason Lorry and Brandon Carlos, second pair. It's it's still the Bruins. It's still Allmark. Uh, Matthew Portois moved up to the first line uh, in practice today with Zaka and Pasta. So keep an eye on that for any, any Calder futures. But yeah, it, it's it's Boston here at home. They're one of the best home teams in the league. They're one of the best teams in the league, period. And Toronto coming off a home loss against the Kings where they couldn't really get much going. Had a few turnovers there that led to goals. So going to go with Boston here in this rivalry game. And I'll, I'll lean to the under six here, uh, under six at minus 110. 
Uh, last season, they tended to play more low-scoring games. And bo- both these games, both of these teams have been playing under games so far this season. So seen another Boston Bruins low-scoring home win. Wow. Wow. Here we go. I'm all over the Leafs in this spot. Whoa. I didn't think that I'd That's be uh, Jolie. this much against you guys. But my number is minus 127. No McAvoy, no Grizzly for the Bruins. All of a sudden, their defense turns into a shell of itself. No, McAvoy is the engine behind this team. Pasternak has not been uh, the same pass we saw last year or the year before. And uh, the Leafs, you know, the, the, we can excuse the lane performance against the Kings, given the fact that they came off that long road trip uh, now going into this game. And I know Lilligren is all right now, right? I thought he was going to be up for longer, but he, he seems good yeah, to okay. go. Yeah. And uh, yeah, give me, the, give me the fucking Leafs here. Like uh, at a dog price, I, I love this bet. Um, Boston have played like the worst schedule in the league. Like Panthers are the only legit team they've played so far. Meanwhile, the Leafs have played a bunch of good teams. And yeah, we can we can forgive them for losing a couple of those. Uh, yeah, love them off of off of the, the that home loss there. It, it's it's uh, it's all Leafs for me here. I'm, uh, no real question about the the the, um, the side. Uh, as for the total, it's it's I guess Selena the under six. Uh, I can see. Nah, I got nothing on the total. <laughs> but give me the fucking Leafs here <laughs> on the road. The Bruins Bro, are gonna for- get their first regulation loss. For starters, these Leaf fans need to be stopped, bro. I'm telling you right now. They were booing the team in that game yesterday. Yeah, it was absolutely wild. Uh, also, some of the shit I'm reading online is nuts. These guys just went on a five-game road like road streak to start the fucking season, and they took seven out of ten points. Let's pump the brakes. Okay, the sky isn't falling. That's fucked. And the Bruins the Bruins played the Ducks, the Blackhawks twice maybe, and the, the, the Sharks. They played uh, yeah. a bunch of nobodies. The, the best thing they played was the Panthers, and uh, the Leafs, meanwhile, have been – playing some good competition. So I think that this line suggests that the Bruins are a much better team. Also, if you're looking for a division, I think the Leafs, back to Leafs right now, is buying low. Uh, you're buying the dip. Uh, the Bruins are the favorite right now. That, that's my team I'm backing. I hope that they win. I'm not I'm not doing this myself, but if, if you want to back the Leafs for a division, now is your chance because I don't think that uh, – I think that these teams go wire to wire. And right now you can get the, the Leafs around 2-1 to one to win the division. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's a, a decent bet. It's a, it's a good shot there, yeah. Um, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets' revolutionary parlay optimizer tool get, to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, uh, moving down to the APM time slide here. We got the New Jersey Devils against the Minnesota Wild. Game itself is in Minnesota here. New Jersey on the money line sitting at minus 125. Minnesota on the money line at plus 105. The over-under is at 6.5. Overpaying off minus 135. The under plus 114. For starters here, I'm going to get things rolling uh, a little bit different. I'm leaning towards the over in this game, bro. Uh, The Devils, you know, they've been giving up a lot of goals. They've been giving up like 3.63 goals per game, but they've been outscoring their problems a lot, averaging over four goals, four per game. And then Minnesota, you know, Kaprizov can go off at any time. 
And this team is last place in the NHL for goals allowed, averaging 4.11 uh, per game. So the over is an awesome play here, 6.5 and, and minus 135. A little bit of juice, but I don't mind that. Uh, and then as far as the play goes, yeah, I'm going uh, I'm going with the Devils here, man. On the road, they're 2-0 and to start the year. Currently on a two-game winning streak. The Wild are on a three-game losing streak. They've been okay at home. You know, to start things off a little bit here. But, you know, neither Philip Gustafson nor uh, Marc-Andre Fleury have really started off on a hot foot, right? So, and we know that this uh, this New Jersey team has some absolute firepower. Jack Hughes is a menace out there, man. So, uh, I absolutely love the Devils in this spot. Give me them a minus 125 and give me the over 6.5. I, I am right there with you. Locked up. I'm on the Devils. I like the over as well. I'm a, I'm a bit confused by this line, but, you know, wild coming back home. It is a back-to-back. It's a back-to-back head-to-head for both teams. Not, not a back-to-back, but... They both played on the 29th, which I believe was Sunday and haven't played since then. So a few days off for both teams. Uh, Devils won 4-3 at home back on Sunday. So I think the Devils come out here and win again. I think they're just the much better team. They're you know, a Stanley Cup contender in the wild are going to be you know on the playoff bubble probably. So love the Devils here on the road. They're 2-0 on the road already uh, on Long Island and then in Montreal. So, you know, two two. One good team, one bad team there, and Minnesota just—they're—they're they're not looking good at all. They've only won uh, three games this season. Opened it up against Florida, beat Montreal, and then beat Edmonton when they were struggling. So, love the Devils here at minus one twenty-five. Also, dueling the over six and a half, minus one thirty-five. Uh, might look for you know over seven and a half just to get it at plus odds, but I think over six and a half, you could see another another four-three game like we saw on Sunday between these two teams. So, Devils in the over here. Sorry to interrupt you, Jolie. Devils, first night of a back-to-back. They're in St. Louis Ooh. on Friday. Um, I still think I love this play, though. I feel like they just go in and try to beat Minnesota, and then you let the cards fall where they may against the Blues. Right. It, really, the goaltending difference doesn't really matter for the Devils. Vanacek and Schmidt are pretty equal, so no real advantage there. Um, no, I think that the, the line is pretty fair. My line is minus 110 for the Devils, so that puts it right square in the middle if you take out the VIG. Um, so, yeah, I, the Devils have been all right so far. They've been carried by Jack Hughes and Tyler Toffoli. Uh, maybe they, they, they've been looking a little better of late, but still some worrying signs. Uh, goaltending hasn't been there. Wild, meanwhile, yeah, kind of <laughs> the same old mid-team, uh, but letting in more goals than we expected. They're not quite the defensive juggernaut we've seen lately. So that's why I think that the over still has a bit of value, at, even at minus 135. Uh, we, yeah, they, they cleared this one with seven goals on Sunday. So that's that's the only the only way I'd look right now at, at these numbers. Uh, no play on the side, but a, a lean to the over. Um, yeah, that that. Oh, one more thing, I noticed uh, Dean Evison, he might be on the hot seat, considering the Wilder expected to be a playoff team, but they, they keep underperforming. He's one to watch out for when that market shows up. Uh, I was I was talking about Mike Sullivan the other day, maybe at uh, around seven to one to be the first coach fired. But uh, my understanding is now that uh, no, Dubas loves him, and the, f- the fact that his next contract extension doesn't even kick in till next year for another three years means that the Penguins are likely locked into him. So I've written him off for next coach fired. But I'm got my eyes on Dean Everson when that market pops again. I haven't bet anything yet. But Dean Evison would be my uh, my first look for for that that, that market. 
It could happen. I think it would be bullshit. How do you fire a coach when you got $16 million in dead cap space? Like, oh, I think oh, that doesn't affect the cap space. The Wild are rich enough. No, that's not what I'm saying. But how can you say it's the coach's fault? Like, what the fuck? What are you supposed to do? Your team sucks. They, I'm, it's not It's not like he could be fired. Don't get me wrong. But I think that's just a bad mindset to have, bro. Like, you can't, they shouldn't think they're contenders, you know? We've talked about yeah. this, but. Yeah. Um, all right, moving out of the 9 p.m. time slot here. We got the Dallas Stars against the Edmonton Oilers. Game itself is in Edmonton. Uh, Dallas on the second night of a back-to-back. Who are they playing tonight? We talked about the Calgary tonight. Uh, Jake Onger is expected to start tonight, so I imagine tomorrow in this game we'll see Scott Wedgwood. Um, Dallas on the money line sitting at plus 110. Edmonton on the money line at minus 130. The over-under is at 6.5. Overpaying off minus 115. The under minus 105. Boys, to me, this game screams Oilers here, uh, especially if Wedgwood is getting the nod. Um, let's face it, you know, the Oilers, things haven't been too pretty to start the season. But you know what? Dallas is a good team, even if it is on the second half of the back-to-back. Let's get some morale going. Let's go in there. Let's beat up on the Stars here. And let's, you know, use this game as a turnaround for our season. Let's start getting things rocking and rolling here. Let's get McDavid. Is he still out, actually? I haven't even fucking looked. No. He played in the Heritage no, Classics. So. Oh, yeah, he did. He did. You're right. I think it's bullshit he played in that. But still. Anyways, love it even more. Fucking McJesus is playing. That's cool. You got dry settle out there. The boys are buzzing. So, to me, this screams Edmonton in this game, especially at minus 130. I'll be all over that. Uh, and then as far as over-under goes here, you have to take the over, bro. If Scott Wedgwood's playing, Jack Campbell can't stop fucking... I, he sucks. He stinks. And Stuart Skinner isn't even any at all better. That's a sentence. So either way, give me the over. I think we're going to see a lot of goals. These teams have been struggling to score a little bit this year, but uh, I think we're going to see things open up a little bit tomorrow night in Edmonton. Give me the over. Give me the Oilers. Yeah, these are the the two top teams in terms of expected goals. 4% so far. Stars one. Uh, Oilers two there. But looking at the Stars schedule, like, they're they're five one and one, but their wins aren't very impressive. For those wins, they were favored uh, minus two hundred or more against Columbus, the Flyers, Anaheim, and St. Louis. Uh, they beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. I guess that was their only impressive win. They were minus one twenty five there, but otherwise, like lost to Vegas, lost to lost to Toronto there at home. And Edmonton's been playing well even without McDavid. I think they, you know, maybe finally put it together, getting that win in the Heritage Classic was probably big for them, big for morale there. So I think Edmonton here at home, only minus 130, especially with the stars on a back to back. I think that's a great price on Edmonton there. Uh yeah, yeah. With Wedgwood starting against whether it be Campbell or Skinner, you have to go over six and a half minus 115. Uh maybe look at a Oilers team total over if you prefer that. But um, yeah, I think this is a High scoring game with the Oilers taking it home here. Don't don't hate the puck line either at plus one eighty five. Right, I forgot that the Stars are playing tonight, so this this changes things. That's why I uh, adjusted some things in the picks coming up later on. Uh, I only have the Oilers at minus one ten, but given the fact that Ottinger is starting tonight, it'll be Wedgwood tomorrow, and the Oilers looking uh, you know pretty feisty in that game against Calgary. Totally dominated that game. Uh, you know, you can kind of throw out a data point such as the the Heritage Classic, an outdoor game, might not mean as much as a normal one, but but still, I I, I do like the Oilers as a team, a roster, a, just a top end talent more than the Stars, and getting them at home here after the the Stars play against a physical Calgary team, uh, yeah, I, I love the Oilers in the spot uh, quite a bit, and that that also means uh, you know Oilers win is correlated with the over because if the Oilers are going to win, they're going to score some goals, so it only Six and a half with Wedgwood, the likely starter. Uh, yeah, I love the over as well. Uh, so yeah, home team and the over. I think that the uh, the stars are a, a bit overvalued in the market. Not not exactly uh, 
you know, dramatically so. But uh, yeah, they they been they've had a fine start. But uh, at the end of the day, I don't think that they're going to win the division. I don't think that they're going to win the cup. And yeah, Oilers a better team here. Getting them at home minus one thirty against a team on a back to back. Love Edmonton. All right, moving down to the 10 p.m. time slot here. We got the Winnipeg Jets against the Vegas Golden Knights. Game itself is in Vegas here. Uh, Winnipeg on the money line at plus 142. Vegas on the money line at minus 170. Over-unders at 6. Over-sitting at minus 108. The under, minus 112. Raga, I'm going to toss this one your way for no particular reason, but uh, what do you think we're going to do here? Yeah, this is another one of my one of my close pass games here. I guess if I had to, you, you got to ride with the Vegas Golden Knights here, but m- minus 170 does seem a bit high here it is a is a rematch of the first round i imagine uh winnipeg has a lot more of that on their mind than vegas does granted vegas already won in winnipeg 5-3 this season um yeah vegas has just been impressive their only uh loss was in overtime to the blackhawks there which you know isn't good but uh three straight games to overtime for vegas uh winnipeg has gone to overtime in two straight and through their past five so that would be my look in this game look for for this game uh to go to overtime not sure what those odds are at i can pull those up but yeah i feel like if if i had to lean to a side it, it would be to winnipeg plus 142 you know, i think they are better better than their four three and two record shows so far in vegas is worse than their 901 record so far. I mean, they're good, but they're they're not that good. So, Jets as a dog would be my play on a side, and then for a total, probably look to the under six at, at minus one twelve. But no strong feeling there either. Right, you mentioned the Golden Knights have been a, a team that's relied on these overtime periods to win their games or lose them. In the case of the Blackhawks, and the Jets is the kind of same way, but they've been losing them these OT games, but uh, I think the Jets have been almost as good as the Knights have been so far. They just come out in the, the wrong end of these, these kind of fluke results. Uh, even against the the, the, the the Flames in the first game of the season, they totally dominated the Flames in that one and still managed to lose in regulation. Jets have far more upside right now, given the uh, the market values right now, so I love the Jets here, plus 142. Um, yeah, the, the Knights have just been kind of like Squeaking by by the skin of their teeth, just winning these OT games, and that 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 can only last so long. So uh, yeah, with the Jets coming back from that a playoff series loss, I quite like the Jets here, plus one forty two. I, you know, the Knights are the better team, but I don't. I'm not sure that they can be worth minus one seventy given all the uh, circumstances. And then yeah, they, they they keep skating by. Like they haven't lost from regulation yet. They've only lost the one in OT. So. Yeah, it's, it's, the Knights are going to come back to earth a little bit, and meanwhile, the, the Jets have been on the on the on the losing side of that that uh, the, the regression there. So give me the Jets here, plus one forty two, and no real play on the side. I guess I, I lean to the under with Hellebuck playing better lately, and the Knights mm-hmm. goaltending. Like the Knights goaltending has been uh, one of the stories of the season so far. They they've been bailing out of games um, a lot of the time, uh, even in the in shootouts. They've been uh, the better goaltenders. So, yeah, under six and uh, the Jets. Uh, for myself, I absolutely love the Knights in this game, bro. And I know uh, I don't want to go against, you know, what Jolie said because he brought up some great points and shit. But I think that this is going to be a team that, like, 
you know, another 10 games from now, we're going to look at them and they only have like two losses or something stupid like that. And this team is still an absolute fucking wagon. We just saw them win the Stanley Cup. They essentially ran it back with pretty much the exact goddamn same team that they had last year. And yeah, the past, I think like what, the past week or so, the past two or three games have been one goal games. Two of them went to shootout or overtime or whatnot. Uh, but they're still winning, man. And that's what great teams do. They find a way to win. That's what this Vegas team does. They're 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 good at everything. They're not necessarily great anywhere, you know, goaltending aside, goaltending's been pretty solid, but they're just consistently deep and solid and big. And uh, you know what? I think that they're going to fucking win the Stanley Cup again this year. But that's either here or there. Let's put in the cart before the horse a little bit. Uh, to be starters, I think they're going to beat the shit out of Winnipeg in this game. Maybe beat the shit out's a little bit harsh, but I think they're going to win. And I like them enough to bet them in regulation. Uh, I don't know what that'd be sitting at, maybe like minus 110 or something like that. But I think uh, I think there's some value with this. Remember where this game is. This game's in Vegas, but arguably right now might be one of the toughest arenas to play against. I'm sure, Joel, you might have caught on the West Coast a little bit, but you watch a Knights games, these fans are they're fucking rabid, yo. Like, these fans are insane. insane. That's what you want to see. They get the boys moving, that they have a relationship with the team as well. Uh, so that's exactly what you want, man. So I absolutely love Vegas anytime at home. Uh, so much I like them in regulation. And that's not a shot at Winnipeg. I do still like the Jets as well. I think that the Jets are going to surprise a lot of people this year. Connor Hellebuck's an absolute stud. Uh, these guys that signed long-term with Shifley as well. So uh, Ehlers is a dog. We talked about this all before. But uh, give me the Jets in regulation, and then I'm with you on the under six at minus 112. Uh, Vegas goaltending has been next level. Their defensemen are fucking sick. Uh, and then just Winnipeg, you got the Hellebuck factor, bro. So that's good enough for me. Uh, you know, I've, I've declared war on the southern teams, and I hope they don't win the cup again. Like it's, it's uh, that's why I bet a lot of money on the fucking Canadian teams to win the Stanley Cup finally, and at least one of the northern teams with with actual fucking snow and ice in their winters. But to their credit, the Knights fans are actually going to the games, opposed to the Las Vegas Raiders fans who are totally outnumbered by most teams that come to their building. So credit to the Knights fans for that, at least. But otherwise. Or- Fuck. What about the what about the Jets fans that don't even show up and it yeah, snows there, right? What are we doing? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know what's going on in Winnipeg, uh, especially after they just doled out the money to Shifley and right? Hellbuck. Come on, you gotta you gotta support the the team after they they gave up all that money to to stay competitive. Uh, but no, no Jets, we got to stay by our by our Canadian boys here, talent. Come on, even, even Toronto's still a Canadian team too. So if you guys win, oh, okay. I win as well. Yeah, okay. We'll have, Joel, we'll have to revisit your your take that the Stars can't win the Cup or the division at, at a, at, on a future episode. But um, I'm saying they can't. I'm saying it's unlikely. I think if you go back listen to the tape, you said you said can't or won't. So um, <laughs> won't, won't different than can't though. But uh, yeah, Knights regulation is minus one ten. Game to go to overtime is plus three thirty. So I, I don't mind that at all. Okay. Cool. I say a lot cool, of cool. things strongly. Okay, I, I emphasize <laughs> stuff. That's what you do in the content creation world, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> is, is that what I'm we do board. here? We create content? Is that what we're doing? Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, hot take gambling podcast. <laughs> uh, all right. Moving down to the 10 p.m. time slide here. We got the Ottawa Senators against the Arizona State University Coyotes. Game itself is at Arizona State University. Uh, Montreal on the money line sitting at plus 110. The Arizona State University Coyotes on the money line is at minus 130. Over-under is at 6.5. Over sitting at plus 100. The under minus 120. Boys. I fucking love the Habs in this game, okay? Don't get me wrong. The Arizona Coyotes or Arizona State University Coyotes have been fine this year. They've been doing good. They're 4-4-0. That's fine. But the Habs, man, and I don't mean to pump my own tires a little bit here, 
But I said it in their preview. I said, this team, if you look at them on paper, offensively, they're pretty goddamn dynamic. And you know what? They're scoring goals. They're averaging about three goals, four per game. Uh, Goaltending has been fine. Jake Allen's been great. 3-0-1 with the 2.63 goals against average, a .930 save percentage here. Um, One thing that I did like here, I was listening to an interview a post game between the Habs and Vegas game the other day. And let's face it, Montreal should have no reason to be sniffing around a game against the Vegas Golden Knights. Well, they played well. And Martin St. Louis came out and said, you know, this is the best game that I've seen this team play since I took over as coach last year. So I think there's something to be said, at least for the start of the year, man. This Montreal team, they're 5-2-2. and two. They're looking okay. They're third in the Atlantic. They're in a fucking playoff spot. If they want to be the real deal or at least play consistent, play happy, you know, play well, Obviously, they've had some injuries, which kind of stink. But still, they're going to have to beat up on teams like the Arizona State University Coyotes. So give me the Habs at plus 110 here as road dogs. I absolutely love it. Uh, as far as over-under goes here, man, I'm seeing Connor Ingram is confirmed to start for the Yotes in this one. Uh, Ingram's 2-1-0. He has a 2.51 goals against average, a .914 save percentage. Give me the under, 6.5, bro. Come on. Like, six goals is a lot. Both teams, you know, goaltenders have been playing okay. And neither team, technically speaking, is barn burners, one playing better than the others. But, yeah, give me the under. Give me the halves. Yeah, Coyotes in a, in a tough spot here on a back-to-back. Uh, I think they're in Anaheim tonight at the Quack Palace, so probably going to lose that one. And they might lose this one, too. Come, come back home. Montreal having the rest advantage. Montreal, yeah, they've they've credited the talent. They've been playing well this season. They're 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 five two and two, gone to overtime in three straight. Gone to overtime in, in five of their ten game, five of their nine games. Maybe look at a draw there at plus three thirty again. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm not. I haven't bet this game yet. If I, if I did though, it would be the Canadians at plus one ten. I think you know they're slightly better team. Maybe maybe similar levels, but having the rest advantage definitely does help. And then for for a total, I don't know. I, I would probably lean to the over here, over six and a half at, at even money. I think both of these teams have some good young talent that can put up a few goals here. And, and Jake Allen has to come down to earth sometime, and the Coyotes be a little bit tired. Some sloppy play on a back to back. So I like the over here as well as the Canadians uh, for this one. Yeah, I think the the Canadians have been a, a feisty team so far. We, we almost got a, a big money line win against the Knights, unfortunately. Uh, fucking Alex Newhook couldn't get the the tying goal there at the post, which is all he did in Colorado. Hit the post or hit the fucking logo of the goalie. Um, yeah. Uh, but uh, for this one, the Canadians have been a pretty lucky team so far. Like they've been, they've been getting some good goaltending. That's going to regress. Jake Allen, Montebo are not it, and they've also uh, one of the best shooting percentage teams in the league. That's going to regress as well. Uh, this is an overtime team. Like, if this game goes to overtime, there's a good chance that Canes win. Like, Cole Caulfield is like awesome on three on three. Like, sick. you watch this guy. So yeah, sick. yeah. His his shot is his his movement. It's it's excellent. Uh, but but for this one, yeah, I mean, I, I lean to the Coyotes. But given the fact that they're playing in Anaheim today, which is <laughs> turned into like one of the best low key rivalries in the NHL, <laughs> and now coming back to play Montreal in, in the shadow realm, it, it's not ideal. So I guess I would still lead to the Canadians, even though I think that they their their positive record is going to regress at some point. I'm just not willing to fade them here, given the the bad situation for the Coyotes. But I do like the over six and a half at, at uh, even money there, uh, with the fact that the Coyotes are going to play their less the goalie and the, the Canadians goaltending bound to regress. And and the, the Coyotes just play like they play some balls to the wall of hockey. I don't know how much Coyotes hockey you guys have watched. I've, I've watched a lot of Coyotes hockey this year, surprisingly, and they play some fun hockey, man. Um, so I, I like the over over six and a half here. And the Canadians do the same kind of thing. So I could see this one being like another all-over game 
where you see like a wild 5-4 final. Um, so, yeah, definitely, definitely over for me, but lean to the Canadians for the side. Right on. Maybe I'll watch this game. Why not? I haven't really watched too much Montreal. Well, a little bit, but not too much Arizona either. So this is going to be my 10 p.m. slate tomorrow. Hey, watch this garbage game. Uh, <laughs> all right. Moving down the list of the 10 p.m. title slide here. We got the Nashville Predators against the Seattle Kraken. Game itself is in Seattle. Nashville, the money line at plus 114. Seattle, the money line at minus 135. Over under sitting at six. Overpaid off minus 105. The under minus 115. This game sucks. I don't even know what to fucking make of it. These two teams are just the definition of mid. One's been a bit less mid than the other, that being the Kraken. Um, I hate it. I hate having to cap this game. I think Philip Grubauer is an absolute useless plug. I'm sorry, Joel. I know he was an abs great at one point. I'm not like you. Uh, I don't care about the guys. <laughs> Maybe you should, goddammit. Uh, with that being said, I'm basing this decision solely off goaltending. Give me the Predators of plus 114 here. Um, I don't... I don't know. I think that this game just sucks. I don't know why. I don't even know why Seattle's like a minus one thirty five favorite here. They haven't even been that great at home. Nashville's been shit on the road too. So whatever, whatever, wherever we'll make it feel together. I'm giving the Preds. Let's go. And then over under here, who gives a shit? Flyers up one nothing. Fifty five seconds in over the Sabers. So suck it, Thor. But for this game here, yeah, I'm with you on the Predators. Our, our good friend uh, Sharky pointed out last night in the Discord, the Predators have been playing pretty good hockey in terms of expected goals, four percent goal. third at 57% according to Natural Statric, second according to Money Puck. So they're, they're up there. They're playing well. Uh, they just need, you know, I mean, they don't have the skill necessarily to put the puck in the net as much as they should. But, I mean, I guess the Kraken, they, the Kraken don't really have either. I'm not sure what to make of the Kraken this year, uh, two overtime wins, and then one other win is, is their three wins so far. So I like Nashville here as underdogs, plus 114. And I like the under six as well, under six, minus 115. Uh, neither of these two teams you know, has too much offensive firepower. And uh, yeah, so just uh, the Predators here and the under six. I'll be brief. I have nothing on this game at all. I think that these lines are correctly priced. Uh, nothing to say about this game. Thomas right, pretty pretty mid game. Uh, but I will say I got to take back a little bit what I said about Grubauer because he is the uh, starting goalie for the German national team. So I I do want him oh, to oh. not as an Avs fan, but as a German fan, absolutely. Uh, but for this game, no, I got fucking nothing. I bet nothing, and uh, I hope this this ends in a in a in a tie because I want both teams to make the playoffs somehow. All right, here. Thank God we made it through that one. That was a barn burner. Uh, last game on the docket. Moving to the 10.30 p.m. time slot here. We got the Vancouver Canucks against the San Jose Sharks. Game itself is in San Jose. Uh, Vancouver on the money line at minus 205. The Sharks on the money line at plus 170. Uh, Canucks on the puck line at minus 1.5 is at plus 120. Suck it, Dilly. Uh, the over-under is at 6.5. Overpaid off minus 112. The under minus 108. Mr. Joel Meyer. Throwing this one your way, buddy. What's up with your uh, your native Vancouver Canucks over there? Oh, I, I meant native as in that's where you live, not that they're native. I know that that's a thing with the team. Sorry. Yeah, yeah you get reminded of that uh, at every step of the way. Um, oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, the Canucks are, um, they're, uh, I won't say they're fraudulent, but they've been a bit fortunate in terms of their um, the PDO and whatnot, the save percentage, the shooting percentage. Pedersen had an excellent game. He scored a hat trick against the Preds. But uh, it was another close game that they they were the beneficiaries of some uh, just some some elite shooting, which is we have to depend on. Like the Canucks, if the Canucks top guys aren't going, they're probably going to lose. Like Pedersen and JT Miller, Brock Besser's been coming up big. Quinn Hughes, these guys, and Demko, of course, and Net. 
these guys have to be on the top of their game because there's, <laughs> there's like no depth behind them. Um, I, I like the the Russians still, Kuzmenko, McKay, and all that, but the the lack of depth is why this team isn't elite. But it, it's still a lot better than what the Sharks have. They have no top end talent at all. They've, they've just got a bunch of uh, bottom six guys up and down the lineup. Couture, Hurdle, those guys are not playing what they they were playing like when they were a good team. So. Yeah, minus two hundred five. Though it's a steep price to pay for a team on the road against. Yeah, but the, the Sharks themselves are coming off that long road trip. But maybe they're a little bit desperate themselves. It's, I'm not. I'm just. I just can't run to the window. As much as I'd like to to fade the Sharks here, I I just can't do it at this this big steep number. Um, if anything, I kind of like a, a little under here. The Sharks can't score. The Canucks goal scoring will regress a little bit, but I think that their goaltending is more sustainable. So under six and a half minus one fifteen is is my favorite bet for this one. Also, you mentioned Shark. Uh, we got a, a season long bet. Shark or Canucks to to get uh, twenty two points clear of the Sharks, which is looking good so far. Uh, so hopefully, uh, this is a decisive um, battle in terms of that bet. Yeah, I just pulled up the uh, worst regular season record odds here on FanDuel, and the Sharks are are now down to minus one thirty. I still feel like that might be hammer it. A hammer it at this rate. They have they have one. They point. played the, the hardest schedule though. Like they've been terrible, but they play like the hardest schedule. So I and, do not recommend that bet. I mean, Joel, I guess you haven't realized it either. But Logan Gutor has not played yet this season, so that that is a part of of why they're so bad. He's out with some sort of lower body injury. So it's just it's just Tomas Hurdle for them. Like looking at their lines, top line Duclair, Hurdle, Zetterland. Like it's it's just a the Sharks can't score. So yeah, under six and a half, minus one oh eight, unless the Canucks somehow go off again, which they could do, in, in which case just take the Sharks team total under two and a half. I think it's around minus one oh five. I like that. I also like the Canucks here on the puck line at, at a plus one twenty. Sharks aren't scoring more than two. I think the Canucks, you know, have the ability to score four or five here so i think it should be a good puck line play at plus 120 also minus 205 it might may seem a bit steep but th- this sharks team is just so bad that i would probably pay that as well the san jose sharks have scored nine goals in nine nhl games i know julie brought up strength of schedule i don't give a fuck who you're playing against if you're in the nhl and your team is averaging exactly one goal four per game I don't care who's missing from the lineup. I don't care who you're playing against. You fucking stink. Stink, 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 stink. Give me the Canucks in regulation. Give me the Canucks on the puck line. Give me the Canucks team total. Give me the Sharks team total under. Give me the under in this game. Fade this goddamn Sharks team any which way possible. I don't care if you can find it. There's any way I'm forgetting it. Find it. Take the Vancouver Canucks minus two and a half on the puck line. Man, the win by three. I don't give a shit. This San Jose team is garbage. I don't care if Couture hasn't played. I don't give a fuck about anything. This team sucks. So that's my bet. My phone died, so I'm just kind of going off it here. Fuck San Jose. I've been fading their game unders all year long, uh, and it's been coming out well for me. So, hell yeah, this team is abysmal. If there there is relegation in the NHL, which would never happen, obviously, It'd be kind of cool if there was, though. But San Jose should be gone, out of the league. Bring me someone sick from the AHL. Bump them on up here. Let's go get this team out. Ship this team out of San Jose. Let's bring this team to somewhere that snows, you know? What the fuck are we doing with a team? We don't need three teams in California. Fuck the Sharks. Let's get them up in Quebec City. Let's go. That's my take. That's right. That's right. We have enough of these southern teams, these fake-ass sunny state hockey teams. Get the fuck out of here. Hell yeah, you little bitch. 
Uh, all right, that wraps it up, boys. Consensus plays. What have we got going on here? Uh, we got the Tampa Bay Lightning, minus 162. Uh, I think, who, who are they playing? They're playing in Columbus there. Uh, the Islanders, minus 125, and the under 5.5 at minus 105 down there in D.C. Uh, Devils, minus 125 at the Wild. Edmonton, oh. minus 130. You don't like the Devils? No. Not a minus one twenty-five. No. All right. No, no devils play. Forgot I said that there. Uh, Oilers minus one thirty at home against the tired stars. There over six and a half in that game minus one hundred five. And then you know we lean to the Canadians plus one ten. I don't think that's an official consensus play. I haven't bet that, but we'd lean to the dog there. All right, all right, that's good. Um, okay, we're going to move into uh, lock dogs and totals for this show here. Uh, we went over our previous shows on the last show, if that made any sense. But anyways, Jolie, uh, Jolie won the won the episode. So, Mr. Joel Meyer, you can kick us off here. Let me run through the totals first. Uh, I'm 9 and 6. I'm up 1.66 units. Joel is uh, 5 and 10, down 5.75 units. Ryan is 4 and 11, down 8.66 units. We're going to start bouncing back, though, all of us. We're going to start kicking ass. Uh, Jolie, take it away here, buddy. What do you got? Right. Well, initially I had the Islanders on the money line against the Capitals, but I switched it up, realizing that the Stars are playing the back-to-back and they're going into Edmonton here who have had a a comfy rest period off in which they've, uh, you know, alleviated some of the pressure, but not all the pressure. I think they'll still have enough pressure to come out with their A game here. McDavid should be healthier. He didn't exactly look 100% in Sunday, but he he should be... uh, Pretty close to it in this one, and that's important. And, yeah, the Stars will be facing off against a physical Calgary team. I think that that'll be a battle. Um, so, yeah, the Oilers here, minus 130 on the money line. And my dog will be the Hurricanes. Even money going against uh, a tired Rangers team after the long road trip, going back to the East Coast. Not a lot of rest period there. I love the spot for the Canes. And my total is the Panthers' wings, over 6.5, minus 125. Not a believer in in uh, either defense and, and uh, but both offenses have been pretty sick and goaltending has been you know, fairly average and I, I yeah so over six and a half for the Red Wings and the Panthers. Sounded like you said Panthers and Wangs. The Wangs. <laughs> the Panthers. Wangs. What accent is that? Boston. Boston. <laughs> All right. The for Wangs. me, uh, I, I thought about switching to to the Islanders, Joel, Joel Lock, but I'm not gonna not gonna play with the hockey gods here. I'm going with the Kings. Minus one fifteen in Ottawa there, uh, or in Canada there. Uh, you know the Kings have no problem going on the road. They're four zero on the road so far. I think Ottawa is you know a little bit, little bit you know shaky right now. So I like the Kings minus one fifteen. Uh, my dog, I'm going on, going on the puck line here. Lightning puck line plus one fifty at the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think you know it, it's uh, you know they're not quite themselves, but they're still much better than Columbus. So I think that's good value there. Plus one fifty. And then the Hurricanes, Rangers, under 5.5, plus 100 for my total. Uh, should be Anderson versus Shesterkin. Two teams don't have too much offensive firepower, so I like the under there. All right. I was going to switch my lock to the uh, to the Islanders as well. I won them before the show. <laughs> but uh, Stick I, I, it I to me. I can't do it. You know, I can't do it because both I've done it twice where I've switched my locks so far and I've gotten burned both times where I would have won, but I didn't. So uh, I'm leaving it. I'm taking the uh, the New Jersey Devils money line versus Minnesota minus 125. First night of a back-to-back for the Devils here. I think because they're playing St. Louis in the second game that they're going to be like, all right, this is, the, this is the game that we're going to play for and try to win. And then the Blues just suck. So they should be able to beat them. No problem too. But uh, so give me the, uh, the Devils minus 125 for my dog. I love the Habs in this game at plus 110. 
I hate to say that I love Montreal ever, but I absolutely do against Arizona. So I'll be all over that. And then for my total, fucking, you could have guessed it. Vancouver, San Jose, under six and a half, minus 108. I'm going to keep fading the Sharks overs until they prove me a reason not to. So that's uh, that's where we're at here, gentlemen. Yeah, and in lieu and in lieu of a review here, we have a uh, a lock dog total in the in the comments from our, our boy Catfish Dilly, a Discord Discord legend there. Get in the Discord sg.pn slash Discord. His lock is Joel. His dog is Talon, and Ryan is my total stud. He said so. Uh, Joel is his lock. Talon is his dog, and Ryan is my total stud. So uh, shout out Catfish. <laughs> we, 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 we we love to see it. There. Better than most reviews we get, that's for sure. That's yeah, for sure. exactly. So I'll I, I'll take a dog. I guess that's better than whatever else fucking thinks about me, anyways. So. Yeah, it, it is spelled D O G. I'm not sure why you didn't spell it D A W G. That'd, that'd be much more much cooler there. <laughs> All right, we'll take it, uh, boys. Anything else you want to add before we wrap things up here? Uh, go Flyers. All right, Philly. That's cool. Broad Street. Broad Street. Broad Street. Broad Street. You got Broadway. it. You got it this time. I got it. See, you got it. So I'm going to start. We're doing video. I'm going to. I'm going to bring back the thumbs up. You know, Don Cherry got canned. The hockey world needs a thumbs up guy. I think I can be that guy. You know, that's the picture right there. I love that. You want to be? If you want to be the next Don Cherry, go ahead. <laughs> I do. I thought, I thought that was Joel though, and I thought I was uh Ron McLean. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. I forgot about the meme. I'm just out of the picture in that one, so go fuck me. I'll be, I don't know, someone else. I'll be the dog. Remember Blue? Remember his dog? The old one? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, fucking catfish called yeah. you a dog. So There you, there go. you go. I mean, it all goes full around with a big old flat face. He's on the little motherfucker. <laughs> um, all right, let's wrap this bad boy up. Uh, every go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Eric website. That's the place to be. Tons of stuff going on in the world of sports. Uh, what do we got? We got hockey. Hockey's the best. Every other sport can just suck it. We got football is going on. The NFL is sweet. We got college football. We got baseball doesn't exist. We established this, so there's nothing going on in the world of baseball uh, that you need to know about. We got MMA doing its thing, you know, all that good shit. So uh, you can find all that information at the SGPN website. Be sure to go check it out. Uh, read the articles. Check out Ryan's Fantasy Hockey articles. He's banging out weekly. They're absolutely killer. Get to the little ins and outs of how to win your leagues and all that cool stuff. Um, uh, read, listen to the other podcasts as well. Everyone does a great job. Check out those other shows on YouTube, NBA, MMA. Everybody's doing their YouTube stuff, so be sure to go give that some love as well. Uh, and, of course, shout out to all of our friends and pals in the Discord. It's electric. It's popping off. People in there having a good time talking about stuff, giving bets, picking winners, giving insight. That's what we love to see, everybody. So keep it going. You guys are the best. You kick ass. Uh, shout out to all of our friends and pals in there. If uh, you're not in the Discord, you're not making money. If you want to get in there but you're not, you can reach out to myself or Ryan on Twitter. We'll be sure to point you in the right direction. You can also reach out to the HGP Twitter account. Uh, our social media assistant producer will get you going through. He'll get you all does his own thing or uh you can set up a is that a shrine to jesus you got behind you there joel if you set up a shrine to jesus maybe joel meyer will randomly appear because he's got a shrine and then you guys can have some magical you know talks and when you're talking about it, you can be like let's get in the discord baby you know i'll see it mass <laughs> yeah, yeah see sure, mass. i love make that sure you leave us a five-star rating and review on apple Podcasts. why well, have something to read here but uh yeah also follow, follow us on twitter at hockey sgpn and get in, get in that discord sg.pn slash discord just a just grand old time in there you can read the youtube comment okay that's fine you can read it do you have it oh i i i don't have it up but i can uh i can get it up real quick um 
Uh, Max I Jensen, bet you can. <laughs> commented, newish <laughs> listener, I keep parlaying all your consensus bets together and losing like 50 to 81 bets by one leg. First of all, we hate parlays. I'm, I'm shocked you're only losing one by one leg. That. Unsolicited chemistry evaluation from an Australian where ice does not exist. Talon equals off-putting at first, but also livens things up a bit. Ryan equals the info analyst mediator. And Joel equals, equals subdue anchor role. So that's what a uh, Australian listener thinks of us. All right. Well, well what the fuck does he know about Canadians anyway, right? Like, uh, Talon's probably the first Canadian's ever heard in his fucking life. So, of course, he's going to be off-putting. Does he know what the fuck this guy is? Like, an, He's like an alien you know from Australian. First of all, and let me put this in a way you'll understand, Mike. Go fuck yourself. And second of all, thank you, okay? So that's that's what we got. But we, we appreciate the comments. So give us more comments because I think... Things are better for us if you actually give us comments and shit. So hell yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a YouTuber. I'm assuming comments help the algorithm somehow. Make sure you smash that subscribe button. Smash yeah. Hit it with your smash. hit it with your balls. Your balls just right all over that subscribe button. Your boomerang. Uh, all right. My name is Tyler Jenkins. You can find me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, hit it with your boomerang, you Australian fucks. Uh, all right. My name is Tyler Jenkins. You can uh, find me on Twitter at Tyler underscore Jenkins ninety four. I'm Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Meyer, and you know it's it's fucking Bama week, so LSU Alabama. We're going to be stoked. I'm going to wear my LSU shirt probably the rest of the week. It's the biggest game of the season for me. Fucking LSU need to win. We're going to crush those fucking Crimson Tide fucks and send it back to the dark ages. Let's fucking go, LSU Tigers! I know he's not there anymore, but can we get a Coach O impression for old time's sake? Oh, shit, you caught me off guard. All right, boys. I know. We're going to win this game. But you know what? We're going to start with it. <laughs> Broke a jaw to my fucking fuck, fuck, fuck. That is unbelievable. I love it. That's great. All right, everybody. Thanks for hanging out. Peace. <laughs>